0: down here, things look so much different. It's supposed to be an okay, you know. The plane, Firebox, the most devastating killing machine ever built. None of one of you think I have a chance in the world for this off. Allow me to introduce the future of digital warfare. The button system is one of the most advanced ever conceived. One seen. in control, we've had a lightning strike. That strike has rewired him somehow. He's aware of himself. What the hell was he doing? You just selected a target. What target? This is a national security crisis. You could kill 50,000 people or more with that loan.
1: Ratings and rankings for every film that we cover. Patreon subscribers also get an on-air shout-out and two bonus episodes every single month, which we've been doing for over a year. So there's yes. lots of bonus episodes waiting back there for hours anyone and who hours. hasn't made the jump yet. But speaking of which, we do have three new patrons since last week. Uh so we should shout them out here. That is Lee Engelstad. Thanks for joining us and getting all the Thank bonus you, episodes. We also have Leonard the Comedian. Thanks, nice. Leonard. Thanks, Leonard. And Brian Cole. Cool. So thanks to all three of you guys for jumping over on the Patreon. And I hope you guys are enjoying all all those bonus episodes uh, over there. Uh, that's the main plug for the week. The second plug is always, uh, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher. Yep. We're available on all podcasts listeners of choice. So if you haven't found us yet, or if you're waiting for us to get on something, let us know, but uh, search for us first. Cause I think we're out there. Yeah, we should but be there. Specifically. If you're listening on iTunes and you've been enjoying the show, give us a good old rating and review over on iTunes to yes, help us please. find new listeners. And we really appreciate that. Bam. Now the plugs are out of the way. Speed round on the plugs this week. <laughs> uh, welcome. I'm Josh. And with me as always. Jamie, we are talking sleazy movies again, uh, but Always. two weeks ago, what I think been the last time you guys, free listeners, would have heard from us, and we were talking, Jamie, what were we talking? We were talking Akira, 1988. You don't know. You don't have the last <laughs> I was open. like, oh, shit. I- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Akira, 1988,
1: uh, and we were also talking Tetsuo 2, Body Hammer, 1992, directed by Shinya To two uh, post-apocalyptic uh, cyberpunk, uh, late 80s Japanese craziness, and we did that with guest uh, Perry Ruland. Uh If you haven't heard that episode, it was two weeks ago, it was for free, it was on all the podcast listeners, go give it a listen. Uh, but last week, patrons would have got their bonus episode, uh, and that would have seen us talking about Italian, Polizio films oh, yeah. from the 70s. They were we a did lot of fun. Live Like a Cop, Die Like a Man, Especially 1976, that one. <laughs> and Shoot First, Die Later, 1974. Uh, two very uh, uh, brutal uh, crime uh, films from the 70s that yeah. had some really bizarre sense of character work.
0: Especially Live Like a Cocktail. Especially Live cop, die Like a, cop, a cop. like a man, which or had like a, a, man, a kind yeah. of a
1: homoerotic edge to it that we both really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so funny. if you haven't heard that episode, again, that's patreon.com slash sleezoids podcast. That was last week. But. All that being out of the way, this week we brought on a very special guest with us, and uh, I will have him introduce the double feature as always, and that is Mike Kousen. Is that correct?
0: That is not correct. It is Cozen actually. Kousen. God
1: damn it. Every time it's the next week, though, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll get it right <laughs> on the episode where it doesn't matter. Exactly. All right, Cozen. All yeah. right, Mike. Well, welcome. How are you doing? Yeah,
0: they uh they got it wrong at my high school and college graduations. So oh, in, okay, well, I, I feel, in different ways, I feel less bad now.
1: <laughs> in different ways. What was what's the third way?
0: Uh oh, just uh, one was Kazan. one was I forget what it was, but it was some weird thing. <laughs> like way. Off. They went way off. <laughs> uh, all right, like, Mike. I, I think they didn't know how to like pronounce the the vowels, so they just kind of went with a few. like slurred into a few different vowel sounds for each of them really started guessing
1: took a shot in the dark nice yeah all right mike well welcome and mike as always we have the guests choose the two films for the week so what two films have you brought with you and why have you paired them
0: together i chose 1982's firefox and 2005's stealth All right, now now, now how
1: are these two related? I think I know. (laughs) (laughs) we
0: have an idea. Yeah, they've got big flying things in them. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I think uh, I chose these two because uh, one is very much a product of uh, Cold War era, 80s Cold War era, when America and Russia were kind of trying to keep tabs on one another the most and keep each other honest, I guess. And the other one is very much a Bush era film yeah. Oh, yeah. that has all the hallmarks of that era from uh, artificial intelligence to kind of the, for lack of a better phrase, Team America ideology of, <laughs> <laughs> of being sort of the world's uh, security guard and just kind of going anywhere willy-nilly.
1: All right. Well, yeah, and both feature Stealth fighter jets, new technologies.
0: Yeah. Stealth has a, a, a very awesome early 2000s soundtrack as well. So Yes. Definitely. Let me pull it up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do want... When we get to Stealth, I definitely want to hear the uh, the track listing on that bad boy. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, ab- absolutely. All right. Well, I think that we're going to jump right into it this week. That was Firefox 1982. A sort of uh, slick uh, Cold War thriller involving a stealth fighter jet and then also the movie literally called Stealth from 2005 (laughs) directed by Rob Cohen. Also about stealth fighter jets, but this time with a little bit of a paranoid lens towards the idea of AI and drone warfare, which was uh, just kind of picking up at that time and would later uh, be even bigger. So... Uh, two very interesting films in their own way. Definitely. And uh, I think we're going to jump right into it. We're going to talk Firefox.
0: Lenny Eastwood, baby. We have done it. We have brought down the American. Well, that's it. We might as well all go home. We don't know. The hell we don't know. They got him, Aubrey. I don't know. That could mean they didn't get him. That could mean mean they didn't get him. That could mean they didn't get him. Clint Eastwood in one of the most incredible undercover operations in history, Firefox.
1: All right, we are talking Firefox, the 1982 American action espionage techno thriller eventually at some point (laughs) science Uh, fiction fiction a little yeah uh, produced directed and starring one Clint Eastwood maybe you've heard of him Jamie maybe (laughs) maybe uh, yeah maybe you heard of this guy and it is based upon the 1977 novel of the same name by a author named Craig Thomas Uh, the film stars Clint Eastwood as Mitchell Gant who is a Vietnam war vet who is called to action By his nation when uh, the Soviets supposedly have developed some sort of revolutionary technology technology they're calling the Firefox, a stealth fighter jet that they are worried will be used as a first strike weapon. And there are rumors that it is undetectable by radar. So the British send Mitchell Gant over there on a covert mission
0: to steal it. uh... And this is the aircraft that Trump was thinking of when they said the fighter jets, the f thirty three, is literally invisible.
1: Holy shit, really? Like he, he actually thought that nah. they had this technology?
0: No, I'm just uh, – You're uh, just riffing already? Here.
1: God It's amazing it. that
0: that was actually believable. It was <laughs> believable.
1: That, that, that Donald just, Trump loves 80s just action. Around around he dirt. definitely does, <laughs> let's, let's be honest. I would Trump's believe it in a second.
0: <laughs> Trump's a big fan of the show, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, so that, that that's largely the way that this movie goes. Um, It, it kind of opens, Uh, the first half of the movie anyway, is a, a pretty, Uh, I would say it's a little slow, but it's honestly a pretty compelling kind of like espionage thriller. Although Clint Eastwood not the most kind of character I would figure as like a covert noir kind of character of any yeah. kind. Uh, he's not a very good spy is basically what I no, will he say looks
0: nervous and, and, and very anxious All literally the, time. the entire he, he, time. He, like <laughs> he'll
1: say one line of dialogue when they, and they go, they're like papers, please. And then he's, he's already sweating. He's <laughs> like,
0: not the best spy, but no, he and, does and, the and job.
1: they don't even actually pick him up because he's a spy. They pick him up because he's a pilot. They were yeah. just like, we need you to fly the plane. Cause like no one else can, I guess, fly this, this plane out of, out of Russia. And so they are like were, the
0: Armageddon like, deal with the, the miners and the asteroid <laughs> That's Exactly <laughs> yeah. what it's like. I also love it. They're they like, it's training- much easier
1: to train miners to be astronauts than it is to train astronauts how to like use, a drill yeah. for some
0: reason i love that the only training too that they give him before going throwing him into the kgb it's just uh is basically watching a video of some guy smuggling heroin <laughs> into an airport and they're like can you be that cool and that was it and it's like cut it's like cut <laughs> cut, to, cut to russia it's like yeah totally in, I, I guess yeah. I is that going my going training yeah.
1: okay <laughs> um one thing I, I'll say right off the bat that I – because this movie gets get, gets pretty silly pretty fast. But one thing that I liked about this movie that I'll say right off the bat, uh, the uh, cinematography yeah. is pretty damn good looking. Shot by regular – uh, Eastwood collaborator and Don Siegel collaborator, mm. Bruce uh, Surtees. This guy shot Dirty Harry. This guy shot The Beguiled. Oh, uh, Escape from Alcatraz. So he shot, He shot. worked. he's worked a lot with Clint Eastwood and he worked with Don Siegel. Um, oh. uh, and especially because when we talked about Dirty Harry on the show, we really liked kind of like the inky blacks and shadows when Dirty Harry would Absolutely. roam at night. Uh, and this has a lot of that in the sort of espionage half of this film when Clint Eastwood, yeah. who a- at first is picked up in that very classic action movie trope of... Of, he's like just re- in the mountains. He's, just he's in the running. mountains. He's retired. They come to get he's him. Trying to recoup. He might as well be lumberjacking it up or whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, but once he actually gets into Russia, and he's th- there's a lot of really great images of Clint Eastwood uh, with hilarious sunglasses, a hilarious mustache, and a cigar. Yeah. just like walking in these really shadowy streets uh, I believe they shot the film in Austria to double it as Russia and it looks pretty good uh, but and, and the way that the cinematographer also was able to fit in all these like images of mirrors and reflections like when he's Clint Eastwood is like sweating, looking in the rear view mirror of a car as he's being tailed. And yeah. the, the paranoia uh, sort of conspiracy thriller aspect of this, I actually thought was quite yeah, strong.
0: It really, once he gets to Russia, it really does feel uh, very uh, like tight and tense. You know, it, it feels like he has no room to breathe and you feel very claustrophobic. It, it, it's every every way he looks, there's, you know, another agent that's looking for his papers and you know, he doesn't have any room at <laughs> There's all. There's
1: a lot of papers, please. Papers? <laughs>
0: yeah, give me your and papers, he's not, sir. once again, not very good at responding. And have you ever played that game, <laughs> the video game,
1: Papers, Please? The no, little, I've the heard, heard about it. Though. I like that game a lot. So I've I, I, I got a lot of pleasure out of watching a movie that basically amounts <laughs> to like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just a bunch of people going around being like, papers, papers, <laughs> give me a <your> papers.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, but Mike, why don't you tell us maybe about your experience with this movie?
0: Uh, I first saw this movie, like, I don't know. Like when I was, I don't know, I guess maybe 13, 14 when and coincidentally when like the other movie came out, I was on kind of a, an aviation kick, which, which kind of translated to my current interest in geopolitics and things like that. But I was like, I loved action movies. I loved, uh, cool, uh, cool kind of aircraft and things in action movies and unfortunately, there weren't a ton of jet action movies out there. There was like mm. Top Gun, which is like half of it isn't even uh, jet stuff. And I forget the other ones with Steven Seagal, I forget his name. Mm. And then there was Stealth that just came out. And then, but yeah, I uh, went to rent this at the library and founded, I guess it was my formal introduction to Eastwood as an auteur. Latently, <laughs> le- 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 i guess
1: no absolutely i mean c- it's worth noting that clint eastwood obviously did direct i think this is the first time we talk about clint eastwood actually Directed. directing the yeah film. yeah um because he, he did direct a lot of films and we haven't got we've talked about clint eastwood a couple times but we haven't gotten to his own directorial stuff yet and i won't say that this is like the strongest directing i've seen from him but no. like it's 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 still, like, like the guy understands intrinsically, like, how to make a scene work. Oh, absolutely. So, like, even just watching him go through what amounts to a pretty, like, uh, basic screenplay, where they've written in scenes that you've probably seen before in other espionage thrillers, and then eventually, and you, you've seen in other action movies, I mean, I was quite shocked when this the second half of this movie gets just a lot of him flying around and yeah. it, it's very the visual language uh standard of uh dog fighting, which we uh which we've uh personally i associate with star wars even though i know that it comes from <laughs> which like, is w- funny World because War II of what happens stuff.
0: later on in this film <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, even watching him enter the sci-fi cockpit and everything, like it just looks exactly like when all the guy, all the rebels get Going up in into the X X-Wing. wings <laughs> yeah. and everything. Like, yeah. it, it, like beat for beat, the the visual vocabulary is like the same.
0: Yeah, uh, this also so- has a very late twentieth century kind of science fiction preoccupation like it's technology that you control with your thoughts and things. <laughs> oh right. Think yeah. in Russian is yeah. what he says. <laughs> well that's I was literally I was just about to bring that up Yeah. because when the finale was happening and he's you know going at like high speeds and looking at the display back and forth all I could think of was Star Wars and I made this funny little like joke to myself of wouldn't it be funny if he had like a thought in his head that was like use the force but yeah. in a different way and then literally that happens and he says think in Russian I laughed so damn hard it was unbelievable yeah not in a bad way like I wasn't laughing at the (laughs) movie it was just you call to have that thought and then to call it and see it it was oh man it was glorious (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah because it, it, it's really interesting how fast this goes from being like a conspiracy thriller where or a, or a paranoia political thriller where eastwood is just kind of like walking around russia trying not to get caught by the kgb uh and mm-hmm. there's 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 all those
0: like ominous scenes with just him in, just sitting in shadows i guess yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah there's there's i mean they start early even before he's at the KGB when he's getting uh uh, actually walked through his mission. There's even like that very kind of like narrow lighting where it's just lighting up his eyes and stuff like that. Right. Like it's it, it, it's very contained and shadowy right from uh, the, the point where they've engulfed him in his mission. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, there's a lot of him like sitting on park benches or sitting near like uh, subways or yeah. uh, at one point he's in like, I think he's in the airport when he, uh, he's getting stopped by like multiple different officers every time he's walking around and then one follows them into the bathroom. Yeah. And he immediately blows his cover like, when, like within five <laughs> seconds of the guy putting pressure oh, on yeah. him.
0: <laughs> and I think all the guy asks he's like, can I just see your papers? And then he's just like, rah, rah. Well, no, no, no. Because, yeah, because
1: he, he, he plays it cool there. He's like, yeah, yeah, I got papers. They're all good. And then oh, the guy's and then like, he fakes him out. Yeah, he, right, he's like, right, right. These papers aren't in order. And he's like, holy shit. Maybe he, knows and he doesn't they're play fake. the game when, when the guy doesn't know that he's, he's testing just. Him, yeah. yeah, he's just testing him. And immediately,
0: he just fucking kills the dude. Yeah, he's like, well, guess this is my only <laughs> option. Yeah. <laughs> Strangle he, him on a sink.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. And he he takes the little, like, wooden piece out of, like, the paper, the the towel holder or whatever, and he bashes him over right. the head with it. He just straight up murders the KGB guy in the bathroom. Yeah. And his his handler, who's there helping him. Like, is how like, how did
0: this happen in five minutes? They were like, uh, yeah, how, how did you? He left you, you alone <laughs> for five minutes, man. <laughs> And you, and you already blew your cool and yeah. killed the guy. <laughs> like and of course just, he's also freaking out because he knows what the KGB like the power they hold too, and he knows that he just killed an agent of the KGB. Yeah. So like this guy's just in a whole mess. Yeah, of, uh, just just terrible spy, sh-
1: and he doesn't look like a spy. So. <laughs> no. it's-
0: This movie takes place in like what was sort of a big peak Russophobia kind of thing. Mm. So I guess Russians back then would be like the equivalent of uh, what Arabs uh, we have like for Arabs now, I guess. Right. Like it
1: was very much like a cartoon version of what you know, people, yeah. people, people, were, and I mean, we see that a little bit in stealth too. A lot of, yeah, action, that's, a, a lot that's of a where
0: lot, these movies pretty much go. That's yeah. where they
1: live. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they live on, you know, people have the, presumed the notions the, of yeah. what places are and what they feel like. And they have, you know, entertaining, uh, stories written inside of those ideas for people. Right. And it's really, really funny. Like, I'm
0: surprised that when they went to Russia in this movie, like the establishing shot wasn't just a guy with a yak or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I mean, Eastwood had to get his line in there, too, where he's like, what are you, a Jew or whatever? Yeah. To the one guy who's driving him around. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the guy's like, no. And then that's the end of the conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but the scientist who's working on uh, the the actual stealth fighter jet is Jewish. Uh, right. uh, and it, it gets kind of really the The filmmaking takes a really big turn around the time that we actually get introduced to the fighter jet, especially because the camera actually like films it like so lovingly Oh yeah, and like, like the shots well, of it are so, I was
0: going to say this film really takes a lot of, uh, it's love and passion into the technicality of everything. They love yeah. conversations about like, the jets themselves and the specs and things like that. It's a very technically. Well, and, and then, and then you
1: get like a close up of like the nose of the, sh- of, right. of the jet yeah. as it like, kind of like pans and dollies around it a little bit. Yeah. And you're like, Damn. it's like, it's almost like a show reel for like a yeah, car. Yeah, absolutely. And they're like, yeah. look at this fucking shit that we They just show off that, that, that technology <laughs> throughout. Absolutely. Uh, But uh, and it's also where the movie gets kind of like the most moody because the the jet itself is like this really imposing figure. And then there's the scientist who actually developed it and who has uh, supposedly actually informed the Americans of its existence because he's worried about what they're going to use it for. Uh, and, And Eastwood goes in and like somehow impersonates as like a captain or a colonel. Uh, yeah I, how how
0: he's capable of doing that but before he was barely capable of just being an american in russia yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's pretty unbelievable yeah well and he's, he's got the he cap got, on he got, he's got skilled the real fast
1: well yeah and and uh, one of the best uh images in the movie is eastwood in like this deep red lighting in the shower just like yeah. thinking
0: real existentially this is when he almost gets caught too and he's got the gun so he's yeah. like naked with the gun in the yeah. shower yeah. <laughs> ready to go he, and, and again Again, Eastwood films
1: himself very lovingly being like, look at, look at my arms in the shower with my <laughs> yeah. gun. And yeah. here are the, here are the, the cartoon Russians coming in and they're like, sir, they might as well still be being like papers, papers. Yeah, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and yeah, there's a great, I don't, I don't think it's a split diopter shot, but it's framed like it would be a split diopter yeah, lo- shot. It looks like it could be, um, of, uh, the, the Russians in the right side of the frame, kind of like trying to make their way in, in the background. And yet he's, he's in still in the, the, red glowing shower holding the gun yeah. violence about to be sparked but the scientists spark that uh huge distraction and they start blowing shit up uh and w- what's funny about the distraction is that the scientists cue it so that all of the obviously all of the soviets are distracted while clint eastwood can go and jump in the fighter jet and fly off right but clint eastwood like hugely misses his mark and he's like <laughs> taking a shower when the explosions <laughs> <Yeah>. go off <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh shit. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't even think they really acknowledge that, but for some reason he's just in the shower. Uh, and, <laughs> and all of the scientists are being like, uh, is he coming? Like, did he forget? (laughs) And then they're all brutally gunned gunned down down.
0: and all the, the one guy gets like one officer and then they're all just, you know, pummeled. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty devastating scene in that regard.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's the one scene of like major violence in the movie because I will, I will say as, as an action movie and as a, I mean, a vaguely a war movie before
0: that. It's really just the, the bathroom scene.
1: Yeah. This is essentially even as an action movie though. I got to say, I am impressed that this is not very like, this isn't Clint Eastwood taking like violent revenge or anything. Yeah, It's it's very, it's it's very, the one scene of violence is really, really horrifying and it's against the scientists. And then, uh, for the most part, Clint Eastwood actually only fires one weapon once. And it's the jet at the very, very end to save himself.
0: Yeah, and that's right.
1: it. So uh, I, I noted that because um, actually Matt Lynch on, on on Letterboxd he 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 wrote that he thought that this movie was interesting because the the flashbacks of Eastwood are him being a prisoner of war mm-hmm. in Vietnam and him being uh, uh, saved. Well, let's just send that guy in to do the mission. <laughs> yeah, he, he has PTSD and the, the funniest line about that is that they acknowledge that he has PTSD and they said... Yeah, because
0: at first I thought they were just like, they didn't know, like he was keeping it to himself, but yeah. then... No, then yeah, th- they were
1: like, yeah, no, he's got PTSD but see, it only happens when he's at home, not when he's in combat. Yeah. And I'm like, that's how <laughs> well, that works yeah, for yeah, sure. That, that'll
0: work, yeah. <laughs> sure, that's... that's uh, I'm sure he's never Sound.
1: triggered by the fact that he's <laughs> in a war situation and is anxiety ridden That's and everything. So
0: fucking funny. Uh
1: but the thing that is interesting about his Vietnam flashback is that he's saved by the, the weapons yeah. And and he watches these guys gun down like an innocent child, saving him. And that's what he seems mostly traumatized by. And so Matt Lynch kind of made the point that this is interesting because it's the idea of like Eastwood is kind of not intentionally not using the super weapon. And that they, they, they make a huge deal out of this really powerful he, weapon okay, yeah. to not use it for the most part, other yeah. than him flying around. So uh, – it's it's almost like an ant like a weird kind of like anti action anti violence movie uh, yeah. in in its own way which is kind of uh, surrounded by a, giant jets a the KGB. neat turn which I think made people kind of at the time call this movie a little bit boring mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, but it, it, it worked for me so I mean yeah. I, I did find the second half when he's flying around just because the visual vocabulary again is so similar to Star Wars being like it's a little less visually interesting than Star Wars because it's not in space and it's the same stuff and. Clint Eastwood doesn't really have a whole lot to do other than kind of like run away and get away. And that's what happens. Spoiler alert. Although I will.
0: Once again, though, that Star Wars moment, just, I loved that. Oh yeah. Thinking Russian just got me so good, man.
1: (laughs) That's some funny stuff. Absolutely. Mike, is there anything we've missed? Is there a scene that we're missing? I feel like I had some other notes here, but I can't forget.
0: Uh, Not really. I just kind of like, uh, just in general, how, Not low key the movie is, but how again with like the things of him sitting in shadow, it's kind of understated. Like the movie almost kind of happens around him sometimes.
1: No, absolutely. This movie is a very quieter and more restrained than I was expecting, and also also because I've I've seen Stealth before so when i went into this i I was like oh man clint eastwood doing like a stealth type thing and and these are very very different movies despite the subject matter being uh uh, relatively similar or at least it has
0: like little sprinkles of what we're used to from these action movies that we're usually doing like right when he's about to blow up the guy i think he says something like uh as soon as I land, you better have a cold one ready for me. You know that kind of stuff. Like, I wish, I do wish the movie had a little bit more of that. I, I think I would have got a little bit more fun out of it in that regard. Yeah, but. well, it, it's it's actually a really serious movie. Yeah, I guess. it's very it's the main serious. Thing. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. And uh, I, I think the screenplay just takes itself very seriously. And I think East, Eastwood gets a little bit of humor uh, out of it. Yeah. And also, though, yep. he, you know, he, he minds it for like, you know, he's trying to make a serious adult movie. And I, I think that's the main thing is he was kind of like, I'm, I get to do the Star Wars dogfight sequence, but I get to do it for
0: like adults. Do you think that it, like <laughs> he was directly referencing Star Wars there with I, like the mind? He's looking at a display. He's going after something he needs to destroy. Uh, yeah. It well, just it, seems it, so Empire on the Empire Strikes <laughs> Back came out two years ago years before so just believing
1: that like <laughs> he didn't see that those movies were hugely popular and yeah. that people really liked the flying sequences. Yeah. Um,
0: Maybe it was subconscious. <laughs> it
1: if, if, if feels, it feels too close to, to, to not be uh, relevant, but also it's worth noting that star Wars is also, you know, mining the visual vocabulary from world war two dogfight movies true. and stuff yeah, like that, true. which, which Eastwood would also be familiar with. So right. it's very possible. They're also just stealing from the same shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, <laughs> But I think we might angle towards the reductive rating round on this one, which which for for you, Mike, is kind of like closing statements, but also our ratings for the film, uh, where if we if there's any scene or any main summary you've you've got left, you can you can mention it here. For me, I will say Firefox was a pretty decent high high three. For nice. me, I had a good time with it. I, I I felt like I was a little bit kind of um, – I was mostly let down I guess a little bit by the second half Okay. Uh, because I re- weirdly enough, I looked at most people's reviews and I think most people actually really enjoyed it once he gets in the plane. Yeah, and for me, yeah. I really liked the stuff about his – uh, the PTSD stuff. and how bad he was at the espionage <laughs> yeah. because it, it, it's absolutely in the script that he sucks at espionage but yeah. also it yeah. works for Eastwood casting himself because Eastwood is just such a guy who could not absolutely yeah. play a spy
0: yeah he's not that he's not like a he well, has a is very a commanding presence. Sh- yeah. So yeah. like the
1: idea, like I'm so used to seeing him play like you know the lone cowboy or Dirty Harry or something, right? Where he walks Just into a scene and everybody and looks at him. Yeah. So the idea of him of being him actually like, trying to trick uh, someone
0: else is a completely different thing. Yeah.
1: Like it absolutely do- doesn't work, and the the movie actually kind of uses that to interesting effect. And also, I mean, I've already mentioned it at the top of the episode, but. Uh, the cinematography by Bruce Surtees does a lot of the heavy lifting for this movie. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, there's a
0: lot. I of think more that's wild. kind of what makes the movie almost the slower scenes. Oh <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Like his his scope Panavision lensing on this is like a a really huge part of. What makes you feel anxious watching Clint Eastwood? I mean, shots of yeah. him doing that kind of like classic noir thing with the trench coat and the cigar. I mean, the cigar's not supposed to be there, but for somebody, <laughs> he, I guess he feels that's yeah, suave or character. covert somehow. <laughs> uh, but but even just simple shots of Clint Eastwood, like getting into the back of a car, and mm-hmm. you know the the way that the the, the widescreen images will hold a car just pulling up behind him and it's very possible that car's not following him but you know the, the the way that you you know we watch movies like this is we have that idea and then you get Clint yeah. Eastwood sweating you get Clint Eastwood looking into the rearview mirror where it's funny. You get a shot of him looking at the driver, but you get the rearview mirror in the shot as well, where you can still see the car. So even when we're cutting to the shot, reverse shot, you can still see the car in the frame following. Yeah. So yeah. like stuff like that is what really makes this movie work. As as Clint Eastwood is, you know, uh, trying to make his way deeper into Russia to get to the jet, and then obviously the stuff with the actual jet and him him in the shower impersonating the colonel. this stuff is really solid and it, it, it's just really once we get into the final because that happens about an hour in and there's still like you know yeah. it's a it's a pretty long movie it's like two hours and yeah, ten minutes too, or yeah, whatever yeah. so I'd, I'd say there's like f- at least 40 50 minutes of him flying around which a- yeah. after, after a while i liked it but i was kind of like I don't, I don't know that we need this much flying
0: around <laughs> i think uh i like the flying stuff i think it's kind of a I think it's kind of endearing how goofy a change of tone it is almost. (laughs) It's definitely a
1: change of tone. Yeah.
0: I was uh, But it's cool. Yeah, I'm going
1: to cuz cuz that's when it gets more sci-fi action. Yeah. yeah. Cuz Cause it, cause it it's Cause, very grounded. Cuz like you almost expect to FBI. shoot like lasers
0: the way the plan is designed and stuff. So <laughs> Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, well and I w- it should be mentioned too that the actual flying around, like the, the kind of like matte uh uh rear projection filmmaking that they do on that actually looks pretty damn good too for for the it time. It does. Yeah. Um Absolutely. So,
0: yeah, either way, high three for me, for you. Uh yeah, I would say that it's it's about the same. Um for me for me i i actually didn't mind the uh the switch to the to the the plane just because they have that first hour and a half is like that very very you know subtle kind of espionage movie where it's claustrophobic it's nerve-wracking that kind of thing very anti-action and then just to throw the 30 minutes and be like here's that action you were probably expecting i didn't mind that i was kind of like okay i'm I'm ready for some and and it's also it's cutting
1: between the action and like all the soviets like sitting in their control rooms being like
0: oh oh." yeah yeah, (laughs) they start like basically going at each other's throats eventually um yeah. So I mean, I I enjoyed it. I think that. Uh <laughs> For me, honestly, the dialogue got a little boring, just in the sense that it was very technical, and that's just mm-hmm. not—I'm not that into the specs of everything, and they, they go well, very from, hard into the from detail. From what I understand, about, the, not for from me. what I
1: understand, the novel was actually written by a guy who did really extensive research on. Okay, so he knows what he's talking about. So it's very
0: possible yeah. that, that
1: they just took that from the novel. Yeah, <laughs> which makes total
0: sense, and and I would totally get you know somebody thinking yeah. that that's what they love about the movie. I just, for me, it's just not you know, it's just not a, it's a personal. Personal thing, um, but that being said, I think Clint Eastwood uh, trying to be a spy was just beyond entertaining really and funny. and it's definitely you know on purpose all those those moments where he's so it's bad at it. It's not quite Arnold undercover in Raw Deal. <laughs> no, well because Clint seems more like intentional that. on his. Yeah. I'm being bad at this, whereas <laughs> Arnold thinks he's doing well. And it's not, <laughs> yeah. <That's a> good <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I'm gonna give it a, a high three, and um, I'm I think I'm gonna rewatch this one, see if I can get something out of it, uh, some more out of it. Cool. All right, for you, Mike. I'd say it's I'm uh, around where you guys are, but I it does have kind of the nostalgia thing going on for me also. So that's a bit of a thing. This movie kind of introduced me to before I knew what auteurism was, kind of like Clint Eastwood's filmography because. Uh, I'm like around your age. I'm like 20. I'm 26 years old. I wasn't Mm -hmm. alive for Clint's big sort of streak where he was a big superstar. So, uh, when I think when you're too young to have witnessed that for big stars, you kind of experience the things with bits and pieces of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's went on with me and Clint Eastwood and this movie even though it didn't turn me into like a hardcore Clint Eastwood or tourist like Neil or whoever else
1: <laughs> yeah no ab- ab- absolutely I mean I'm I wouldn't say I'm a huge Clint Eastwood, uh, oh, cheers. but I I got I gotta respect the fact that I mean even even the Mule that came out last year I ended you up. Do you like him, him better you as an too. actor?
0: What's that? Sorry, do you like him better as an actor than a director? Uh,
1: do you, well, do you know what? He's a pretty solid director too. It it just kind of depends. It's, I, yeah, it's I the pro- I, depending I don't get quite as
0: much out of his.
1: uh, uh, I will say his mid two thousands to like oh, okay. twenty. 13 ish stuff as as other people do. Like Grand, like Gran Torino, I, I like and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I really but like Gran Torino. But I don't quite like it as much as like people who are like Eastwood's, like one of the this best. This is like the Bosky Stami.
0: Those right. kinds of people.
1: Right, right. But <laughs> yeah, I will I say, I, I did enjoy Sully and I did enjoy the mule. Yeah, I, f- so. I actually
0: forgot about Sully. Sully was great. I really enjoyed Sully. Uh, I haven't seen the mule, I need to still. So. Ah, oh, the mule. The mule is yeah. You were telling me about it's really mule. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I hear it's either super racist or super uh, critical.
1: Yeah, you, you kind of get you kind of get one one or the other. I I would I am not convinced by arguments about that it's super racist because it's it's overtly less racist than Grand Torino. Uh, oh, okay. which uh, I, I think also in its own way kind of wrestled with with the the racism of his character there, although this one yeah. here he's a little bit he, he's not quite as menacingly racist. This is more like oh, okay. old man uh, out outmoded outdated and it's a movie very much about how he has a character and a person is outmoded and outdated. so it's kind of interesting uh, but. Before we get too far into talking about all Clint Eastwood movies, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that should wrap it up. Mike, so was that a, was that like a 3, a 3.5 from you about?
0: I'll be generous and say 3.5, I guess.
1: There Sweet. we go. Uh, all right, so that will wrap it up for Firefox, and we're going to be right back. And you know what we're going to be talking about. Oh,
0: I'm so excited. <laughs> we're
1: going to be talking stealth.
0: Yes, we are. <laughs> all right, let's do it. He's going to roll. I'm taking fire. Must engage. Where are you? I know you're out here.
1: All right, we are back, and we are talking stealth. The 2005 masterpiece, American military (laughs) science fiction action film, directed by one Rob Cohen of uh, Notorious, uh, Fast and Furious. Oh yeah. Fame, Triple X, uh, Dragon Heart. Now let's see. The Mummy Three. Terrorism. Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Uh, Was that
0: the one with uh, (laughs) With the jet? Jet (laughs) Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. Alex
1: Cross. Oh, and Alex Cross, <laughs> Rob Cohen, this guy. Well, the and, 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 Boy and, and, Next and Door.
0: recently, recently he did the Hurricane Heist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, he's like this generation's Bud Bedeker almost. Actually, for director who will be <laughs> will be reevaluated in time. Well, probably not because that whole thing. or whatever.
1: <laughs> uh, and stealth is exactly what it sounds like. It is a very uh, loud. It is a military uh, paranoia thriller slash action film about stealth fighter jets, including uh, a recently uh, developed A.I. drone esque uh, uh, jet named Eddie who's named Eddie for uh, what was it? What was it for? Again, extreme deep invader. (laughs) (laughs) That's his Uh. name. Uh, and, yeah, and
0: Eddie, then, uh, what's his face uh, Jamie Foxx says something about that like in the movie I think oh, I can't remember what Jamie Foxx well what's about beautiful him. about Jamie Foxx's character is he's like he's basically there to just do the the corny the jokes black guy thing. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah and he's 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 dancing around to <laughs> which is funny too because like within the context like showing his character it's funny because you're just like oh he's a he's a silly character right yeah but if you look at that like he, this is a dude just by himself in a military room, <laughs> yeah, just dancing shirtless, <laughs> yeah. a,
1: with a red light yeah, on. Yeah, he's got the sunglasses. He's pointing the light at and himself. They're like, no like he's one's got star watching power. you. So in no.
0: context, this is very weird. Yeah, no person actually does that for sure. <laughs> yeah. We get uh, it. You're trying to express that you're a funny character, but it's it's coming off a little weird. And
1: uh, <laughs> we're, we got to say right up front, this is exactly what you would expect a war on terror paranoia thriller to be From 2005. Uh, directed by the fast I don't and furious dude. Paranoid. To look like, I
0: think it's more like, uh, we got this. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's uh, that's more of the I mean, <laughs> well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess not paranoia in the same way of like as Firefox's where it's like more conspiratorial or the, the paranoia or actually,
0: I guess, comes from their own technology. Well, yeah, science. that's what that's what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. I guess you could
1: say that it's, it's, it's paranoid about the idea of AI. Yeah, which yeah. is you know a, a very classic yeah, because, cinematic because thing to be paranoid it, about. <laughs> I love
0: how they justify it too. It's like you know soldiers have like the morality, so they can make the decisions, but. I mean, yes, they could make a decision not to, to, you know, take uh, take, take an order into account. But, but if their order is to do so, then most of the time, that's just they act as if they are AI in a sense of that's the order, you know. I need to the, the, the movie
1: order. tries to put forth an argument that a guy in the jet would like call off some sort of drone if, strike. If because they found it was it immoral be, because they thought it was immoral and which, you know, we just know uh, was not true <laughs> <Yeah>. for
0: <laughs> doing exactly that. If, yeah. <laughs> if they get instructed, it's pretty much going down. We all, we all know that. So, I mean, yeah, the, the morality that they're trying to have in this movie or the, or the debate about morality is, it's, it's funny. Pretty, it, we'll just say it's funny, like because it's pretty surface level, and <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. didn't
1: stand up to any historical scrutiny. <laughs> no. uh, not before it came out, and especially not after it came oh, out,
0: because yeah. we so. went full throttle with <laughs> <Yeah>. AI <laughs> uh,
1: and drones, especially. So it's it's very uh, it's a fascinating time capsule, and we'll, it, it sounds, seems like a great place to 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 start with it, because largely <laughs> the movie stars uh, Josh Lucas, Jessica Biel, and Jamie Fox as, uh, three stealth fighter jet pilots, uh, who have joined a top secret military program where they are helping develop an AI pilot who, uh, hopes to supersede them and, and to remove human error from the equation. Yes. But obviously the, we've, we've mentioned it already. They, they have a bit of a moral quandary about the idea of if you remove human error, you also, you know, remove human empathy is the idea, um, and largely uh, Rob Cohen just kind of turns that into like a like TNT dad action movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, that you'd watch on a Sunday afternoon. Well described.
0: Very <laughs> much
1: borrows the action aesthetic established obviously in the in the in the the 90s by and, and obviously in the 2000s as well. This would follow by by someone like Michael Bay. There's lots of like orange and teal. Uh, I was lighting say, of like a me, dude coding with yeah. monitors and wires gave all me around Huge him.
0: transformer vibes, like it, just in that sense of you know the technology. It's well, coming together m- mostly
1: us. when it gets into the like just you know this is about a naval. Uh, Yeah Air Force It's the military stuff It's it's the military Because like Michael Bay established How Filming the military groups Looks like For everyone
0: For like 20 years (laughs) Yeah exactly (laughs) Exactly Uh, So so that's
1: why It kind of gives you that vibe But despite the fact That the actual action Itself uh, When we're in the Stealth fighter jets Is you know, kind of unique, especially when it was coming out. Uh, there's lots of digital stitching that yeah, happens, and and it's, it's
0: quite entertaining. I really enjoyed it's, that. It's not unimpressive. It's, I will say that it's fun to like the it, digital. It's also very like at times. Like there's one scene where they're going from jet to jet, and and so it'll be like this guy in the cockpit, but you're the camera's outside of the cockpit, yeah. and then it goes past that cockpit zooms and then goes into the next jet and that's how they're communicating and talking yeah it almost turns into this funny cartoonish. Kind of thing. The, there's there's a digitally stitched like
1: kinetic camera that yeah. that is like really uh, kind of effective in actually it shows showing
0: r- like how they're communicating a lot, like the, the, their closeness. You know how tight yeah. they are as a unit,
1: which which you know actually is kind of like geographically interesting when you're yeah. in the cockpit, and then the camera will like go zoom out through the window, yeah. and then like go into the jet, and then come out the bottom where a missile pops out. And yeah. then it will track, do a tracking shot of the missile as big, it flies.
0: <laughs> yeah. It has that thing where, where uh, Cohen himself did and a bunch of other people copied in like the Fast and the Furious where there's like a button they'd push and then there'd be like a CGI sort of thing of it going down to a wire and a bunch of other things through the it, machinery and all. I would all. say it would be what yeah. I would
1: call like a Rube Goldberg digital uh, action stitching.
0: Yeah, I didn't it's like think you, about you, that.
1: But... You follow the logic of events and the camera is very clear. I mean, this is in the, you know, C- CG is becoming a more prevalent thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this looks a lot better than it did look when he was doing Fast and the Furious. So he's developed this a little bit better.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, and some of the action is actually, when they're in the stealth fighter jets, is is unique to this film. And I haven't seen it repeated in a lot of movies. I yeah. mean, kind of jet- combat is not the most uh i i, I realized watching these movies how yeah. uh, infrequent it actually kind of is yeah. outside and of what uh, space I li- what i movies. like about
0: this too is that because like we were discussing with firefox how it was pretty apparent that he either watched like the old documentaries of world war ii or he watched star wars and they were very similar to yeah to the style of how they were filming it yeah. with this because of all the cross-stitching and stuff he can pretty much do whatever he wants so it, it allows him to do absolutely batshit crazy things like have his camera run through the mountains and then go into another cockpit and things it, like it that. It honestly
1: feels like a precursor to what, like, video game action yeah. would kind of look like. A little bit, yeah. Uh, or, or at least sort of in, like, a, a more, like, pop, broad way. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and what's funny about that is A that lot the, of the
0: reviews mentioned, like, that it felt like a video game, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean— <laughs> Definitely like, that, has that, that vibe. That's,
1: that, and— it, what's fascinating is that that is what the action feels like when you're with the pilots. Yeah. And then literally Josh Lucas as the pilot is like, I don't want war to become a video game. That's why I don't <laughs> just like, like the send AI. In AIs.
0: I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what, what are you losing? If you just send in the robots. Yeah, like, yeah, I was like, well, do you want humans to keep dying? I don't know. <laughs> just have the robots and, what, and fucking what uh, Sam Shepard even brings that up. And they're just like, "Meh."
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: move, move on. Sam Shepard is no irony. Really good in this movie.
1: Yeah, Captain Captain George Cummings. Oh yeah, he's very good. You're right. Yeah, he. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't know if uh, they just kind of grabbed him or <laughs> or or if they just kind of did it as like a nod to the right stuff or something. But either way, he he gave it his all in this thing.
1: Yeah, as as, as the guy who just he he really wants to see the uh, his his pilots not die anymore. Yeah. Uh, to the point where he's willing to uh, violently uh, pursue that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as, a, a, as a means. Gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, but w- what we haven't gotten to yet about this movie. And which needs to be mentioned. (laughs)
0: My favorite part. Well, is that this is
1: absolutely ludicrous. Uh, Oh, the movie itself. Yeah. Absolutely. Like the, the actual moment. It's definitely out of the
0: early two thousands. That's for sure.
1: Well, I mean, first of all, we have to mention the fact that these three pilots, Josh Lucas, Jessica Biel, Jamie Foxx, all hot as hell and it doesn't make any sense uh (laughs) they're all
0: in their they're like the top pilots in the world and they're all like in their 20s or something yeah yeah and
1: and this this naval military base just frequently stops in places where like they can go clubbing and they can like
0: and and exotic extravagant places i always thought like that the club was on the base or something (laughs) that's
1: (laughs) honestly what it seemed like because they're in their military outfits at the bar Uh, and, and, and they're all like picking up people to sleep with and then they're all going to the club and they're, they're living like goddamn rock stars. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and it's, it's, it's completely baffling because it makes it like, it's unlike any military movie I've ever seen in that respect where like. They make
0: them seem to be like, like they're, like they're rock stars. Like they're, like they're these famous people that, you know, just, just get, you know, pummeled by the public and want autographs and things like that. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're pilot bizarre. celebs. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. they pilots, and, and, and like what what the movie stresses is like a secret program, but everyone's like on their dick about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's a
1: good. That's it's a supposed a very to be a top secret program. That's, that's right. a very good point. And yet, yeah, they're 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 goddamn celebrities, and <laughs> and and while they uh, are going around doing these complex maneuvers and blowing people up. Uh, there's, like, this weird, like, like house music. Like, yeah. this, like, boots and cats thing going on <laughs> yeah. while they're, like, <laughs> flying around. And then it, the same music, like, plays when they're in the club. And I'm like, so, like, going around, like, murdering people to them seems like... Uh, like it, like it's like a club experience. Yeah, and
0: I and I'd like to think that Rob Cohen was trying to make that connection, but I, I highly know. doubt it. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I doubt it too. But yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's still, but, uh, still there, though. And when it <laughs> is there. No, that's exactly exactly <laughs> to piggyback off that. Like this movie was written by W. D. Richter, who also wrote Big Trouble in Little China and all that stuff. Okay. And like, yeah,
1: he, he did bo- uh, Body Snatchers too, right? That was the other one he did, I think.
0: I can't. I couldn't. Can't quite recall that, but I think a theory I have with this movie is that he wrote it to be kind of uh if not farcical then a little bit in the satirical mold. Right. Then like, uh, playful. just kind of heavily. <laughs> I mean re-ridden. I could see that especially in the Rob end, yeah, end we we'll an got and said, Oh whoa, this shit sounds awesome and they just threw it all in there. <laughs> well yeah because that's yeah cohen wasn't really in on the
1: joke (laughs) because that's what's sort of interesting is is you kind of get a merging of what seems like a screenplay that seemed kind of genuinely interested in some of these ideas absolutely of of of, of technology and 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 and, and of you know what warfare looks like and i mean it's to the movie's i guess uh credit Mm -hmm. that uh it wasn't a very well-informed time.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) true. Yeah, that's true. People were very confused.
1: Well, because, I mean, we're talking about peak Iraq war, peak war on terror. At the time, no one knew what the fuck was going on. at, At the time, no one knew that... You know, that we what we know now that, for the example, big bad
0: guys in this movie end up being North Korea, for fuck's sake, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, and, and <laughs> nobody, which really took a left turn.
1: <laughs> and nobody knew also that, like, the Taliban wasn't like this hugely vast, uh, like very techno technologically capable uh organization Mm -hmm. like like at the time people thought the taliban was like like a bond villain when really it was a lot of disorganized cells uh you know so the idea that here when they for example in one of the most bizarre scenes when they're out just testing the drone for the first time they're testing it and just seeing how it flies with a group. And then they're like, quick, we have a, an assignment for you. Yeah. with the drone. <laughs> and then the they, go, they go, go, go to
0: Myanmar and blow the shit out of a building. Yeah,
1: they go to Rangoon, and they're like, blow up these three terrorists who are planning an imminent attack on U.S. soil. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, okay, there's going to be a the, lot the of collateral damage. The building is completely, damage, completely
0: unoccupied except for these terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which the, can, they're really and lucky the, about. the drone can identify them it's like, 50 miles away by their fingerprints <laughs> using yeah, and voice yeah.
1: recognition. It just zooms in on their eyes. It's like, we, we know their information somehow
0: with a camera angle that it gets, that we have no idea how it is capable of point, getting. What do you need the pilots for? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> for real. Yeah. And, and, and then even then w- w- the whole point of that scene is that they're like, we don't, we're not, you know, we didn't, know that we were being uh, uh you know sent on this operation because yeah. it happened mid sort of like test run and they're right. like we're not equipped to do this and mm-hmm. they the the robot comes up with the idea eddie comes up with the idea well hey why don't like if, if you just go really really fast downwards you can speed up the velocity of the missile and you'll be all good then when the missile will which go i'm pretty through. sure is
0: kind of bullshit yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah it sounds like bullshit and also you know the idea that they would but hey he's
0: ai Yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, another thing is uh, uh, something I wanted to was thinking of bringing up uh, uh, when I when I was going to talk about this movie is like a lot of uh, Westerners don't really have like a a scale of kind of the cities in a lot of Asian cities. Uh, Hmm. Yangon or Rangoon is has a population of of more than half of New York City. So can you imagine like a jet going into like something like the size of like downtown LA and bombing the crap out of something <laughs> and it not being of any consequence for people they just uh, no, well, like literally. Hit us. Let's yeah. just move on. Yeah. Well, and, and the funniest thing
1: is that the whole the whole point is that they're like, okay, well, we sent this robot in because the robot can do this maneuver because there's a very likely chance that going at that speed, going that fast downwards, that the pilot would black out. This is like a seventy-five percent chance that'll happen. Yeah. And and the guy's like, no, I'm gonna do it, even though it's <laughs> it, it's like overtly more dangerous, yeah. and and likely to cause collateral damage. The thing that he's really upset about. Yeah. Uh. And they were just like, so he, he does it anyway. He almost blacks out and he's like in this really like trippy sequence. He's like nearly it's blacking like, it's
0: like out the, almost like the, the space gate sequence.
1: Yes. From 2001. Yeah. Like, the, the, like all yeah.
0: the lights on the screen of the cockpit and things.
1: Yeah. Cause he's like nearly blacking out flying like 10 feet off the ground, like over cars through <laughs> like a major city. Yeah so and, and it's just it's it's absolutely like again th- th- this moves from beat to beat in like a way that makes plot sense mm-hmm. but like as you're w- you're watching it you're like this is so insane and it makes no <laughs> sense and
0: speaking of insanity uh, since we're we're talking about the uh, okay yeah the first AI I, I you, you moment, really want to get to this part I, I just got we got to talk about this it's the uh, so incubus made a couple songs for this movie because that's what you did <laughs> back in the early 2000s you got a rock band of all alternative stature of some kind and you made them make you a couple songs they made a music video you have a hard rock song for your action movie it's it's fantastic most of the time Ross they promotion. just use yeah. yeah most of the time they just use that as a, a promotion whatever what they do in this movie is one of the funniest and i don't know if it's genius that's probably not the word but it's whatever it's hilarious it's something, it's for something sure. that's yeah. for sure yeah. so what happens is eddie who's the ai he, he's he's coming he's like no guys we have to do this we have to destroy these uh these terrorists so i'm gonna okay, go well, in well, and well, do for, that first and we this is mention, like we're in there near uh tajikistan yes yes yeah, but yeah. first we should mention
1: uh he gets struck by lightning eddie oh, oh okay
0: and, and this movie subscribes to the 1980s notion that. that lightning plus technology is magic Yes. Uh, yes uh,
1: absolutely. W- a- and it's also really bizarre that it would strike in like the middle of water in a- at a thing in midair. We yeah. don't. We don't need to talk about that. But, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, Irrelevant. Uh, lightning strikes Eddie on their way back from that mission, and it 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 somehow like fries him or 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 does something where it it, it causes him to go off book, to start learning things right. uh in, in a more exponential way where he just kind of picks up information and starts. Instead adapting of just with following him. orders. Right. Right. And part of that, and this is leading into what Jamie's seen that I'm gonna let him describe, but part Thank of you. what he does when he does that is for some reason, he downloads Limewire. Yeah, he's a huge Is it LimeWire
0: specifically, or is it just like... It's not, but it might as well be. be. As as
1: someone who was using LimeWire in the year 2005, it was that or FrostWire. Yeah.
0: uh, He he, downloads music from the internet. Yes. Which song? All All of them. them. (laughs) He
1: downloads literally every single song, and and obviously Josh Lucas's crack about it is... Well, he's going to have a problem with the record company's son, which is <laughs> yeah. such a dated line. It's unfucking believable. Yeah, it's so um, funny.
0: It's great. God, like that
1: was a South Park episode in 2005, yes, the record labels exactly. and illegal downloads. So, anyway, because he's downloaded all of this music and he has an affinity for the song that was written for the movie. Yeah. So,
0: like, that's the – Big – this guy's – Eddie is a big Incubus fan, Th- This guys. is where
1: it gets really meta because they wrote the song for the movie as cross promotion for the movie. But he <laughs> really – he downloads the song and just really likes the song. Yeah. So, anyway – This leads into Jamie's, which I'll let him finish up. This is my favorite part of the movie by far.
0: (laughs) So, so the, so what happens is the AI is coming up to the terrorists, the camp, and they're all seeing this giant jet come and they're all going, Oh, this is probably going to be bad. Little did they know that and
1: and he's been ordered not to strike because, because they're blowing up some sort of nuclear cells that they believe will cause radiation to near
0: Pakistan, which is a nuclear state. (laughs) <laughs> yes, and yeah. They said it was going to like destroy a bunch of farmers that were around the area. And well, it, like it, and
1: it was going to cause a bunch of like, uh, you know, radiation, which right. lasts for decades. And so. why
0: these details matter is because it just gives you context for what's about to happen. Yes. So the jet is coming up, and all of a sudden you hear an audio drop of the Incubus song that was uh, made for the movie. Now, at first you're thinking, <coughs> okay, it's just a, it's a song. Like you're, they're dropping because it's an action scene. Let's do this. But what the movie actually decides to do is make it so that that Incubus song is being heard by all of the terrorists. It's played diegetically. So as yes. AI, the you AI... You hear it like fade in and stuff? Yeah, that's <laughs> the best part. That's the best part. As the, the terrorists are watching their imminent death approach them, they're hearing Incubus, incubus coming <laughs> up louder up. and louder to them. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's just bombs away. And I lost my Shit, everybody. Absolutely. I paused it. I got it. I went into my brother's room. I said, You're watching this scene. <laughs> and he did, and he laughed his ass off too. If, if anything, just watch the movie for this scene alone. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: I just needed to get that off my chest. Well, no, because absolutely, <laughs> because Eddie is a fan of the Incubus song, and he decides to blast okay. it through his speakers yes. so that everyone he's
0: about to murder I'm just hears the it. Like, sub-woofers and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining the audio engineer just in the editing room, just subtly pulling up the fader as these the terrorists are about to be destroyed. <laughs> <stereo system>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, why does it even have a uh, outward stereo system? Because of Eddie it's Cohen? awesome. <laughs> because I'm Rob Cohen. <laughs> oh my God! Well, and 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 even even funnier is that it's they uh. use they use it again later when when, <laughs> yeah. when when Eddie's going off book, and it's actually used in the geography of the film yeah. where you just get this shot of the naval base or 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 maybe it's the fuel reloader that's in the air, and uh, it's just this shot. And then all of a sudden you slowly hear it. The, uh, the, the butt rock
0: music starts coming up. Yes. Like, yes it, it's the, like the Jaws song. music that starts fading in or something. <laughs> yeah. And and it's and, butt rock, which is the best part of it yeah. all. So it's,
1: it, it, and it's very ominous. It's like, it's almost <laughs> like he's like a slasher villain. who's yeah, and like carrying a boom box
0: yeah.
1: of, of new metal around. Yeah. And you're like, it's like, uh, that's his calling card.
0: He's coming for you. It's so funny, man. It's, it's unbelievable. unbelievable.
1: And, yes. and, and 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 it's his personality. Like he just likes the music, the <laughs> AI. Just gets him going. Uh oh my it's god. Well, and, and Josh Lucas clearly likes the movie too because he says at least it's good music. <laughs> yeah. And earlier in his room he's listening to the fray, and I'm like, God damn it. Like, yeah. come on. Like
0: alright. <laughs> this this movie came Tristan out before Bush, that song made it big, I think, actually. Oh shit. Really? So it was actually okay, on, well, on on you know the what? precipice yep. of,
1: of uh Yeah, how
0: to save a life, I think Song is called. Yeah, <laughs> well good for them then. <laughs> they were um, really on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for its time.
1: So yeah, this is a movie that features a lot of like, uh, really, uh, kind of misguided moral <laughs> dilemmas. Uh, a lot of tech mumbo jumbo about like trilateral vectors yeah. and, and
0: not the technical, uh, like in Firefox, this no. shit is just pure, like, you know, like he, Josh Lucas mispronounces chaff, the word chaff, the <laughs> <a sensible> one word. <laughs>
1: Oh my God. And then ah, in the middle of the movie, they just movie. take a vacation at Thailand. Yeah. And, oh, and, yeah. and Jamie Foxx does like hit, like an eight tries to do like an Asian voice.
0: Yeah. To, as, <laughs> as, as a way to flirt with, with the Asian women. you're like, yep. dude, I'm pretty sure uh, that's insulting. <laughs> uh, and,
1: and, and we should mention that this also stars Jessica Biel, uh, who every time I see her, all I can think of is that BoJack joke that I'm one of the Jessica's. Oh Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, and they mentioned this movie in BoJack Horseman. Like, they do, just oh, really? like stealth, uh, <laughs> the, like the when Jessica Biel first comes up in the 2007 episode, I think.
1: Oh yeah, it's exactly oh, yeah, it is. yeah. Because this movie would have been new. She's like, I'm one of the Jessicas. Yeah. Because uh, I, who were the other ones at the time would have been like Alba Simpson. Simpson. Yeah, a yeah. couple other ones. So. And, yeah, she she mostly just kind of gets to hang out with the boys, and then she gets to dance around in the bikini in Thailand. She gets (laughs) to mockingly do the line, uh, I gotta go pee-pee. That was the other lady, I think well no we yeah, have she she gets she she mocks her though and does it again oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah uh so we get to hear that line twice which yeah, is great because it, it was <laughs> really good the first time yeah, it was really funny the first time we heard it okay. uh and then jessica biel is mostly used as a damsel as she falls into
0: north korea yeah. i will say i'm glad that they made her do badass shit still oh yeah. they didn't make her a total damsel I'm <laughs> I, like thank god she's at least man. shooting and stuff something that I want to say is even though the circumstances for it are fucking stupid as hell, the when she ejects the plane... That's exploding. I think that is actually a very, very strong set piece. Oh yeah. yeah the, 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 where I she's agree. like stuck the in her Physics behind it make no sense. Like... I don't know why this <laughs> plane that is going 500 billion miles an hour just decides to hover around her before it explodes. But like. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, and then, it, and then also all the but debris it, it is like great. falling around her as she's like yeah, flying yeah. out of it.
0: It looks awesome. I will say that. Well, yeah. It honestly, really most good the flying there's sequences a, look pretty good. There's mm-hmm. pretty good cutting there. There's. Yeah. The action's um, fun in this movie. Bill, I think sells it pretty well too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I also like like their stupid flirtatious lines that they have. I think like I, she, she's flirting with uh, Josh Lucas. The, yeah, and she says something like, "Oh, watch my C cup," like because oh, she's gosh. getting in the way. <laughs> because or she has like a that. thing of uh, <laughs> like it's just some bras of the bras on a line, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, like like, like some of the like not only are they rock dialogue. stars, they
1: also have like dorm culture. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like
0: they're <laughs> dorm bros. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> But they'd have to be like in their thirties to be this skilled at a at, at yeah, what it, they're doing. It, it, it's so <laughs> it's bizarre. It's so funny because like the, it the really mi- is like a bunch of college kids that are really good at jet. Planes. Yeah, well, it,
1: it's it's just got that a little bit of that like dorm bro attitude a little bit about yeah, it. where like yeah. they're living in dorms, but they're also they're top secret pilots, also living like rock stars and going partying and going on <laughs> vacations to Thailand, yes. where they're hooking up like, with all of the like locals. It's like the feel of Harry yeah. Potter
0: is. It's like they're school kids, it's, but also they're magical wizard people.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and
0: like you.
1: <laughs> and, and the funniest thing about them going to Thailand is that they they treat it like a vacation where they're all sleeping with the locals. But yeah. all, all I could think about was the fact that every time they, else they visit a country, they're like bombing everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so exactly. it's kind of like, it's like this weird thing where they're like, either we're bombing people or, or we're, we're having sex with them and <laughs> yeah. partying with them yeah. or, you know, like one of the two things. And, <laughs> and Jamie Foxx, again, when he's in Thailand, he's like, you have such a beautiful country in all of this. Yeah. Meanwhile, we just saw them in uh, Myanmar. Half of it. like yeah like oh my god <laughs> so uh and really the bizarre turn that this takes around the time that uh eddie
0: uh yeah cause who, eddie learns morality by the well, end well cause of eddie it. becomes
1: a villain <laughs> and then they're trying to take eddie down and uh he he kills jamie fox and in, in a which of course rob cohen jamie calls. fox
0: got his oscar huge, and he's like okay change of plans guys
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, he slow-mo crashes head first into a mountain. Yes. That is a really good
0: crash. I yeah, will, yeah. I will well, have to say
1: that. Yeah, I mean, the, the slow motion still kind of made me laugh a little bit, sure. but it's really gorgeously filmed. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> of, 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 That's of his, what most of explosion. this movie is.
0: You're, like, laughing, but, it, like, there's a lot of gorgeous, you know, set work in it. It's just most of the time you're <laughs> laughing at the movie. Uh, Felipe on Letterboxd said that the uh, – the colors in this movie probably would have brought Joseph von Sternberg to tears. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he, I'm like, <laughs> he's not wrong actually. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Cause I, I, I like, they're very vibrant. There's always a contrast and yeah. Yeah. F- Felipe, like it's not I- like your generic sort of uh, orange and teal kind of stuff. There's, there's just sort of like, there's always a tension to the hues almost.
1: Yeah, well, because yeah. especially in the flying sequence, because w- what's funny is that it goes into that orange and teal stuff mostly in the military bases with people, yeah. like, talking to each other. Yeah, but, but in the actual yeah. flying sequences, uh, most of the sequences are in daylight, and it looks pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and 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 Philippe had a, a, a part that he mentioned where he said that it, it does look super artificial, but so artificial to the point where it almost bends back into, like, this yes. weird kind of almost, like, beautiful aspect to it. Absolutely. Especially um, with
0: what the movie's doing itself with just this over over the top ai and action and all that it 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 works with the film i find
1: yeah well and 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 it's awesome when eddie starts like becoming friends like they they end up becoming friends with the ai after he kills one of their their best fox uh, (laughs) yeah
0: i think one scene that he might have been referring to is do you remember the scene with the big cgi water splash when he uh, puts a torpedo underwater and explodes yes. it. Yeah, fire. The,
1: the one where they first actually become friends. Sort yeah, of. to
0: save him from the fire or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And let me tra- track off for a second here. This is a <laughs> this is a a top secret, state of the art, tough as nails aircraft that is made out of the most state of the art technology.
1: And it's so it gets nicked by technology. like a
0: piece of metal. And it just gets set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like, there, there's no safe zone or safeguard <laughs> at all in this this crazy high tech jet plane just for a little fire. And he's like, "Oh no, I'm going
1: down. Oh no, I'm going down." I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, oh, who was it? Who did the voice for Eddie again? Uh,
0: Wentworth Miller. Wentworth uh,
1: Miller. Yes.
0: the who is, uh, Chris guy. Redfield now? Uh, oh, really? <laughs> dual
1: movies. Yes.
0: Holy shit. I didn't know
1: that. Yes.
0: Uh, Prison break guy.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it's just funny cause it's, it, it is very uh, taken from like that, that Hal type thing. Yeah. He, you know, they're, they're talking to the, to the A-G-D. robot, but, 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 but it's funny when, jo- that was when Josh happen, Lucas honestly. is kind of like, uh, starting to, to work with him. Cause he's like, if your mission is to survive, you need to cancel all of your targets right now. And I will like help you out. And, and he's just like, uh, well,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: He's like, okay, I guess so. And, and I guess he, he learned negotiating. Uh, and for <laughs> yeah. some reason that taught him uh, mor- morality. Uh,
0: yeah. Because I, I, I like at a certain point... I
1: it, feel bad that I did the war crimes while blasting Incubus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shouldn't have blasted me. the Incubus.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, it should so have been a more bring that subtle up. Let song. Me, let me just recap. They have blown up something in Myanmar. They... Unleash nuclear fallout in Tajikistan. <laughs> yeah. The fallout headed toward a nuclear state. Yep. Uh, <laughs> they <laughs> had... They invaded North Korean airspace with someone behind their lines. For all the, the North Koreans know, that's the start of an invasion. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> they, they blow up three, three Russian fighter jets in their own airspace. And apparently, like... Everyone's just kind of cool with this,
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, so some, like, somehow they haven't started the, like
0: four wars, wars yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely It's like we we invaded the airspace of uh of the continent that has as many as it if, if not more nukes than us. <laughs> <laughs> it's just absolutely,
1: and they were and, just, and they were like I'm we're sorry, like, we made a robot. And it learned from Adolf Hitler or yeah, our bad. <laughs> yeah, I just like
0: when they're when they're in North Korea, like blowing shit up and stuff. Uh, you know, like at the end of the movie when like they're smiling at each other and whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Just before the credits, I would like to see like like a, maybe a three second shot of of Seoul just lying in ruins <laughs> from the artillery that North Korea just fired the shit <laughs> at. The <credits. laughs> Yeah, because yeah, like somehow getting they,
1: across the border meant that like North Korea wasn't after them anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're like, oh, they're out. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> the DMZ doesn't exist. The, there's just like a, a, a border between like the U.S. and Mexico or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they also land briefly in Alaska where they stage the most excessive explosion I've ever seen where they blow up like the – the, oh god, it's amazing! Yeah, where they they blow up the like sort of like uh, secret airport or airfield that they have there. Oh yeah, uh, and, because he's almost killed by like the 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 doctor that Sam Shepard has hired to kill Josh Lucas, so that they can like reset the AI, so no one finds oh, out right. that it's almost started like for wars or whatever.
0: Uh, yeah, it gets all, like, conspiratorial and yeah, shit. Yeah, and,
1: and, and it plays Burn, Baby, Burn again <laughs> while <laughs> it fucking explodes all of the Alaskans. And Josh Lucas is yelling, welcome to Alaska. <laughs> or
0: whatever. He blows up, like, a tower or something. <laughs> yeah. when, when they're in North Korea, he actually blows up, like, uh, some stuff. <laughs> From like a tree line or something, and the explosion is freaking huge.
1: Yeah, he blows up the entire tree line of all the North Korean soldiers, and then there's only like one left, and he gr- like grenade launches him yeah. uh, onto barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like this just gets absolutely absurd, and I gotta say, I I I, I kind of loved it.
0: Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed. I, this. Had
1: a, I had a really great time with it. The one the one downfall for me was that. Uh, when they finally get out of North Korea, he saved Jessica Beale. He gets Jessica Beale out of North Korea, and they've somehow, again, not started like four or five different <laughs> wars with all the different countries that they have attacked. Uh, there
0: probably would have been like five nuclear wars by the time this <laughs> yeah, yeah, was over.
1: Exactly. <laughs> uh, it, it cuts to a, a naval funeral. Oh, and right. no joke, no joke. Genuinely, for about three seconds, I thought, are they holding a naval funeral for the Eddie? Eddie! <laughs> <laughs> Cause I wouldn't have put it past the
0: movie <laughs> I uh,
1: Because like it's It's just far enough away I, From the memorial picture That I was like yeah. Do they got like the jet Or if with, they were doing like a double like funeral <laughs> Yeah Because Eddie Sacrifices himself To take out the last North Korean helicopter Yeah And, and he goes, even says
0: Goodbye like, Goodbye <laughs> Yeah <laughs>
1: So I was like, they're going to hold a funeral for our, our Lord, like our hero, you know, but no, it's for Jamie Foxx, of course, who is their friend. (laughs) And I was like, oh yeah, Jamie (laughs) (laughs) Foxx.
0: Cause there's so much time that happens uh, in between. Jamie Foxx dies
1: like 35 or 40 minutes into the movie. (laughs) It's like, it's like over two hours. That
0: was sad. (laughs) Kind (laughs) of.
1: So yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- that's kind of where it, where it all ends up going. They become friends with him, and he helps save the day by uh, somehow not starting more wars. By uh, I also
0: uh, <laughs> I also love that it has to end on kind of like what we were talking <laughs> about that that bro dormitory kind of speak when it comes to the romanticism again. She says something like, "Just tell me that you love me, you pussy." Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's how it ends. You're like, and, then, and this just yeah. in the credits with another incubus song. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> Fucking brilliant.
1: Oh my god, this is such an amazing time capsule it of it the mid 2000s action movie really aesthetic is. and uh clearly what kind of like the the broad uh feelings uh or at least what would be sort of uh maybe exploitatively used as the the uh paranoia of the war on terror and the Iraq war and how yeah. people kind of like wanted to feel good about Uh, going around doing Team America type things, uh, (laughs) being like, well, first of all, the AI is the problem. And then second of all, it's like, well, the military guy's the problem. But also kind of like as long as we got our troops, they will do the right thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: The (laughs) troops save the day. Human
1: beings make no moral errors. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So, yeah, I think we'll angle towards the reductive rating round on this one for me. But this one's good. This. Oh, my God. The, yeah. Do you know what? I almost like want to up it. I know I, I kind I almost want to, but I'm going to go with the high three uh, just for th- now. I, I do like this more than Firefox, I think. Yeah. Uh, but more in a way. I'm more that, entertained
0: like, by it. That's for sure. I, w- I would say that like this. It's just easier. To, I mean, it's, it's such an easy film to digest, too. <laughs> it's much easier than it's Firefox. just it's
1: hard to parse again how much of it is intentional and how much isn't. But yeah. I think that yeah. <laughs> regardless of that fact, that this is an amazing time capsule, oh, yeah. uh, and I, I think as as an artifact of 2005, I got so much goddamn fun out of, out of this yeah. Yeah. Um, as as both the uh, entertaining like TNT dad action movie that it wants to be, uh, and also all of its weird uses of this subject matter and all the bizarre. <laughs> Uh, uses of what would have been popular art at the time, (laughs) popular music. Uh, So, yeah, I got to say this, for all the reasons we basically already said across the board, but this is really, really entertaining and fun, and I I recommend everyone watch it who maybe hasn't seen it or maybe hasn't seen it in a long time and remembers it being kind of like a boring movie, uh, because we we did kind of talk about it briefly. uh, Despite the fact that this gets it's pretty ludicrous on both a plot and character level in every single way. <laughs> uh, the actual filmmaking itself is not unimpressive. And the, the I mean, the, you can the, tell
0: the guy was given it as all the, the, had the, a vision. the
1: stealth jet action is, is, is fun. And the, 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 the digital compositions and the sort of like kinetic way that it walks you through the set pieces. They're pretty damn fun. And, um, as, as Mike pointed out, that also Philippe pointed out, the the artificiality of it actually has a kind of like interesting thing to say about this, especially when we get into the idea that most people related it to a video, some sort of video game aesthetic. And then yeah. also the characters denouncing the very idea of war becoming a video game and being <laughs> depersonalized or dehumanized in that way. So <laughs> it works on a whole bunch of different wavelengths and... Uh, I think Whether that makes it be up intentional for, or not, <laughs> I think that that makes up for you know the the more obvious flaws of the
0: time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Is this like something you watch with? I guess if you got if you got like a lazy Sunday or something, then doing if you got you just like crack open a Mountain Dew and start <laughs> chugging it, watching this movie. Absolutely, a two liter Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> necessity for this film yeah um yeah i'm also gonna give it the high three honestly on a rewatch i could possibly consider this a four just because of how fun it is like the time capsule well, element we'll of this have is, to,
1: we'll have to watch it together
0: i feel like we yeah. would hype each other up Watching. It might, yeah it, it might be like more fun with, <laughs> <I> guess, <laughs> it's with Rob, definitely yeah. that kind of movie <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah um yeah that being said i mean i loved the way that they did all like that cross stitching and like the especially one sequence that that really uh Comes out at me is the uh, the one where it's going from like cockpit directly behind them to the next cockpit to the next cockpit. Just something about that, and the way that showing how they communicate was very smooth and stylish, and I enjoyed. Yeah, like those camera
1: moves and zooms. And yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You can tell that like Cohen had this thing where, he, whether or not the politics were correct, which they're not, um, <laughs> but it, it, it's he definitely just wanted to. Obama definitely didn't watch this movie. That's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, you can tell that Cohen just wanted to create a like extremely stylish jet movie and and show off all of the elements and technicalities of it. So that was that was very entertaining. Uh, the corniness and cheesiness of the characters work for me just because of the film that they're in. Uh, so, and once again, that incubus sequence was one of the best things I've ever seen, and I I laughed so hard I, I couldn't believe it was what I was watching. So that alone will get you. We'll get you a three, I think. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna now give it a high you, three, Mike. possibly a four. Grade five. <laughs> oh, yes. yes, I love that. <laughs> I don't know if I can really rate this. I've probably seen this movie probably more than any other movie I've watched in my life, just nice. out of sheer recreation. <laughs> like my my cousin, who is a school teacher and a, I would say a. Decent connoisseur of cinema, more so than most uh, people who aren't in a cinema-related field. He has seen the movie Van Helsing probably more times than any other really his, of any movie in his life.
1: This is my
0: like, like what Van Helsing is for him, I guess. <laughs> okay, okay, that's awesome. I haven't watched Van Helsing in forever. I wonder if that actually does have a. Uh, oh, it fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but is it is it like this kind of you know where where someone you know might get some awesome shit out of it? I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. I just remember it really boring. (laughs) Well I'm sure there's some people out there who think
1: who think that stealth uh uh, they have stealth as that memory in their brain. Yeah. And I'm hoping a couple people might go back in and, and check it out. Cause I was quite surprised. I remember catching this on God on, I was thinking there'd be on, more on irony satellite to back back when, I... you, when we, people rented movies off of satellite. Oh that's yeah. That's when I remember watching this movie. Uh, oh God. Uh, the, the, yeah. That that, same, I
0: forgot that was a thing.
1: Yeah. The, the same way. That was also how I watched phone booth before. Uh, with Colin Farrell. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Phone booth is so much fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: The, that was before, uh I was like uh you know like watching R-rated movies Yeah. so like yeah. hearing Colin Farrell like or and who's who's the guy who plays the the phone it's Kiefer Sutherland on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. phone booth and he's like you fucked her didn't you or whatever and my <laughs> my little like 9-year-old brain's <laughs> like, like what the fuck is that <laughs> what
0: the fuck like, You can do that <laughs> <laughs> Uh
1: so like that's where this movie kind of was was for me until this rewatch uh and I was Quite surprised that I uh, yeah. was impressed and pleased with with. I thought there'd uh, be a stuff, lot more so.
0: irony in me liking this. Yeah. There is some. I'll have to admit that. But like, I I genuinely enjoyed this film. <laughs> it, it also just flat out makes these choices that
1: have to be conscious. Yeah, uh, so, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, at a certain level, the movie is <laughs> in some development. Uh, in some phase of its development, is in on some of these jokes. Yeah, yeah, uh, which you gotta sure. respect. Uh, but, yeah, I think that that will wrap up this week's episode. That was uh, Firefox 1982 and Stealth 2005. And there's one more
0: thing I oh, yeah, actually uh, mentioned with you, uh, Josh. It's yeah, that, go uh, for it. I, I feel like this movie was, like, mm-hmm. almost part of the last wave of original IPA movies. Yes. That had, like, this huge marketing budget and cross-promotion Dude, and whatever. yeah. It just it doesn't
1: happen now. Yeah, well, uh, c- can we think of others from the time that might have had?
0: Like, like The Island, which also bombed at it. Oh, yeah, uh, I remember the came out that same summer. That was Michael Bay, right? Yep.
1: Yeah, and I can't think of any anything else. I wasn't really watching movies in theaters around that time too much. Not I mean, I would much, I would have yeah. been 11. <laughs> I definitely yeah. wasn't watching movies that were angled towards adults, which they were still making blockbusters angled towards adults at that time.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a time. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, so but yeah, it, it is interesting because you were you were saying that stealth had like a. Did it have like a McDonald's toy or it not had not a McDonald's toy?
0: It was like a, a phone commercial or something like, oh,
1: okay,
0: <laughs> it was like a, one of those flip phones and like the, the buttons on the phone, uh, flipped up into like theater seats or something. And the thing in the movie was on the phone screen or something. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, the, the movie is like so down the memory hole that there's no way I could possibly find this, but there was like commercial. Like phone commercials with this, like Sony's PSP, I think had something with it too.
1: <laughs> yeah, e- either way, a fascinating time period that I don't remember too well. And I'm excited to maybe go, go back through. I want I, wanna wanna, I, I um,
0: need to start watching more of these like early I convince myself I want to watch phone booth t- now. Yeah, I yeah, got go like a do. whole list of them if you want some. Please yes, do. Send please it send our that, way. Please
1: send that to us yeah, after the show. Uh, but Mike, this is the part of the show where if you've got anything to plug, you can do it right here.
0: Uh, I used to write about film, but I haven't done it so much in a while. But my Twitter is at MCozen, and my screen name is... I I have to check it because it's so long. (laughs) Uh, It is... Moshing to the scat breakdown in Freak on a Leash because I thought that would be a funny screen name. That is a funny screen name.
1: (laughs) I I like that a lot. There you go. Yeah. Well, and you can also find Mike on Letterboxd like Jamie and I where I'm sure every once in a while he's 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 logging a new film that he's seeing. Oh, yeah.
0: Sometimes every once in a while. And the last movie was like the Meg that I watched like, I don't know, maybe (laughs) a week ago.
1: Yeah. Well, and not that long ago you went you did the Resident Evil movies.
0: Oh, Nice. We just did the first one yeah. on the yeah, show. Yeah,
1: we just did the we just did the first one not too long ago. Uh, but speaking I feel of like
0: much- a, I feel like maybe as a bonus, I can like maybe write up this movie for anyone who is curious to have my non mold thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, write a uh, yeah. Write, write a good uh good old paragraph and we'll put it in the show notes or something.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. My litter box is also MCOs, and I'm not sure how quickly or uh, <laughs> regularly I put stuff up nowadays, but I'll try and get something in. Sounds good.
1: All right. Well, I think that'll wrap it up for this week. In uh, one week's time for you guys jumping off of Phone Booth, actually, somehow this actually worked, uh, the legendary screenwriter of movies such as phone booth larry cohen oh, yeah. recently uh passed away and jamie or, uh, and i Keith. realized that we have been sort of uh neglecting our duties on this show yeah, had, ha- we done haven't one. done a larry cohen movie and he is like a top tier director for the show yeah. so we have decided to bump up the larry cohen episode because we were going to kind of bounce off this and maybe do some eastwood instead we're going to do larry cohen so in one week's time for patrons over at patreon.com slash Podcast, for all you bonus episode listeners over there, we are gonna be doing It's Alive yeah. 1974, directed by written and directed by Larry Cohen about uh killer baby, fun times. Yeah. And then we are going to be pairing <laughs> it films. with uh 1976, God told me to which was a, uh, another Larry Cohen movie. Uh, Larry Cohen, very famous premise guy. He could come up with a very simple conceit, and then he would just kind of like make a movie around it. Yeah. And God Told Me To is a bunch of people going on murder sprees because God told them to.
0: Yep, it's exactly so, how it sounds. That's, it's and exactly it's, what it sounds like, but it goes to some places that will That'll do it to you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but both, yeah, kind of strangely sci-fi horror in their own ways. So yeah. that's what we're going to be talking about in one Make week's time. Uh, but in two weeks' time, we are going to be back with a special guest, uh, Steve Carlson. Yeah, long time listener, uh, trash legend in film <laughs> Twitter circles. He is bringing on two things I've literally never heard of.
0: Yeah, they have like, I think, 96 people watch them on Letterboxd and stuff. Yes. So.
1: so we are deep diving <laughs> Real into the exploitation. This, this Steve, Steve Carlson is an exploitation fiend, and he is bringing on a film called Boarding House and also a film cool. called Red Spirit Lake. Uh, and I don't really know how to describe these ones, so I will just, uh, concede to Steve Carlson. He calls <laughs> Red Spirit Lake a psychosexual, psychotronic chunk of perverse, fucked up, beautiful insanity. That sounds uh, right up our
0: alley. It, That's a real, uh, VHS polka right there. There you <laughs> yeah. go. And then,
1: uh, Boarding House is a, uh, daft and baffling sex comedy slash psychic splatter flick
0: fucking a so I'm there excited. you go that's
1: what we're going to be talking about in two weeks time for free listeners uh kind of doing another pivot here going to be interesting uh, not no, no two episodes are the same here <laughs> yeah <so>. never <laughs> anyway that will wrap it up for this week thanks so much as always for listening guys and
0: keep it sleazy keep it sleazy guys